You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're continuing with questions, questions at drhoffman.net, place for questions and or comments, because we actually had an interesting comment of someone who has a very challenging medical condition last uh, hour. And so uh, mm-hmm. what are what are some of our next questions? Oh, well, we've got one from Alan here. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I'm a 76-year-old man in good health with no autoimmune diseases. I understand low-dose naltrexone has a wide array of health benefits. Can you weigh in on if it's worthwhile to take low-dose naltrexone prophylactically for improving immunity? So the answer is, well, first of all, what is low-dose naltrexone? Low-dose naltrexone is yeah. a low dose of Narcan. Narcan is what you do if you, you know, they're encouraging New Yorkers now to, uh, you know, carry Narcan in their pockets because if they're walking down the street and they see somebody on the sidewalk who's not breathing, you know, falling out, which is unfortunately yeah. um, something that's all too often it happens, uh, they can be revived with Narcan. You know, maybe they're experiencing a fentanyl overdose or, you know, if you're a parent of teenagers and, you know, even though, you know, you're very sure that you're keeping an eye on your kids, you never know, you know, and uh, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, when you knock on the bedroom door and you walk in that your kid's not uh, lying there in respiratory rest and you could save a life. So keep some at home. I mean, that's, these are the times that we live in. Okay. So Narcan, blocks opiate receptors. So it wakes you up when you're under the influence of either natural opiates like, uh, you know, opium or all the synthetic variants like fentanyl, heroin, uh, any oxycodone, morphine, anything that is a synthetic, um, a synthetic uh, or modified opiate. So when you take a very low dose, as in low dose naltrexone, so I think the dosage for waking you up is like 500 milligrams. The dosage in low-dose naltrexone is like one one-hundredth of that. Mm-hmm. And when you do that at a low dose, what you do is you get a temporary blockage of your opiate receptors, and your opiate receptors are blocked. But what that does is it upregulates them. It makes them more avid for mm-hmm. uh, uh, opiate uh, response Right. Uh, once it wears off. And that's actually mm-hmm. the basis of addiction. You know, it's like, you know, you, that's, you, know, you get addicted you to your, recept- your receptors become more avid. But at that low dose, yeah. you know, you can become addicted. Well, you upregulate your um, opiate receptors, your endorphin receptors, because you make endogenous opiates called endorphins. And that means yeah. your endorphins can work better for 
pain relief for immunoregulation. And therefore, there's a panacea-like effect of low-dose naltrexone on immune problems, on uh, uh, neurological problems, on fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, and probably uh, COVID, post-COVID syndrome. And so I use it, but I don't tell everybody to take it. And I've taken it myself kind of as an experiment. Uh, But then I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure it was doing much for me. And so I don't Mm -hmm. take it. Uh, But, you know, if you want to take it, you could. Is it anti-aging? Are there demonstrable health benefits in healthy individuals? There's not a lot of information that suggests that it does anything um, that's, uh, you know, beyond its effects in certain conditions. Yeah, but it's a bit of a miracle in autoimmunity. Yeah, yeah, no, I I would recommend it. It really helps with remission. We've seen this in both uh, inflammatory bowel disease. We've seen it in lupus. We just saw a patient with psoriatic arthritis who's been on LDN for, I think, about four years. And she's doing Mm -hmm. extraordinarily well. Of course, she's doing all the other things. I mean, she's taking supplements. She's on a great diet. She's on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet. She's on all of the above. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to know what role the LDN is playing. But, you know, it's relatively inexpensive. And she's willing to take it. She says that she was able to get it on her insurance plan. You can't always get it on insurance, but her insurance plan covers it to the tune of like, she pays a $10 copay for a month. So yeah. at that level, you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah a- another drug that people are interested in for longevity is metformin. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. th- there's a big definitive study that's being done at my alma mater, Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx. Uh, with a guy named Dr. Niels Barzilay, who was recruited from Israel to conduct longevity research in the United States. So he's pretty comfortable up in the Bronx because there are a lot of uh, Jews up there. <laughs> you know, so, and some of them are very old. And he's actually doing some work with uh, centenarians uh, to see what's going on with them. But he's also undertaking a program where he's giving people without diabetes the diabetes drug metformin to see if there are health benefits. And there's some controversy about whether it really does anything for people who don't have diabetes, but it, I give it to non-diabetics who have cancer, for example, because I think it has anti-cancer effects, especially with hormonal cancers, breast cancer yeah. uh, and uh, uh, prostate cancer. And some of our patients are doing well on it. So, yeah. Okay. All right, Alan, thank you for that question. By the way, his Neil Sparsley's big definitive study will be out within a couple of years. So we'll know the answer on metformin. Uh, does it work? Does it not work? And a lot of people on spec, you know, uh, Silicon Valley types who are, you know, sort of, you know, health hackers are taking this as a hedge against mortality, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've got a question here. Speaking of nicotine gum, we've got a question here from Lydia. Dear Layla, Dr. Hoffman, I've been a longtime listener of your podcast. Thank you for providing valuable information over the years. My daughter used to smoke for two years and switched to chewing nicotine gum that she's having a hard time quitting. She chews three, three to five pieces every day. Please advise. Okay. Thank you again for your support. So uh, it turns out First of all, nicotine gum and nicotine lozenges uh, are advertised as a way to quit smoking. And that's the way that they were approved, and that's the way they have to be advertised. 
but I'll bet you that the majority of what's sold is for people who take them for a lifetime. And, you know, you might say, well, wait a minute, you know, what's the benefit <laughs> of stopping cigarettes uh, when you're still hooked on nicotine? Because that's the only active ingredient in there, besides some flavoring in the gums or the lozenges. And the answer is that nicotine is an interesting substance. It's I don't believe that it's the nicotine in cigarettes that kills you. Uh, it's no. the it, it's the carbon monoxide. It's the toxins. It's the chemicals the, from the, the tar and all of that. Yeah, and the tar, smoke. the tar, yeah. which is you know which is basically air pollution. It's like yeah. concentrated air pollution. So without the lung effects uh, and the other chemicals, uh, pure nicotine, I don't think is that harmful. It can slightly raise your blood pressure and your pulse, but only slightly. It mm -hmm. can uh, have beneficial effects in the brain uh, because it actually supports neurotransmitters in the brain. So mm -hmm. that's why dopamine, right? especially, yeah, uh, Parkinson's mm -hmm. disease. There's some literature on uh, nicotine for Parkinson's disease, but you know they don't want to tell people with Parkinson's disease go buy a pack of cigarettes, but they'll right. administer it as a patch or as a uh, you know oral form. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would say, hey, if she wants to, she can continue. I don't think it's a big whoop, and there are actually some hackers who are using nicotine to improve their productivity. You know, they just say, okay, uh, I'm going to keep taking this because, you know, when my concentration lags, uh, taking a lozenge or nicotine gum helps me focus better. And ah, so interesting. I, you know, I know this is a controversial opinion. And, you know, there may be, and I've read some studies that say that nicotine has harmful effects. But you know, I think there's a risk-benefit equation with that. I would think it's better to take nicotine than to take Vyvanse or Adderall yeah. or something, yeah, or, I, you know, which is the, pure speed, right. pretty much. Well, I, you know, I've, I've sort of modified my views on some of these drugs because in looking at the research, um, they're, they're, they are a form of speed, but for some kids, and I'm saying... They really need to be selectively used because I think ADD and ADHD are, are vastly overdiagnosed and partly also underdiagnosed. Sure. But sure. they actually help some kids get over the hump of um, uh, academics, and uh, they may even help uh, with brain development uh, short term. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen uh, 30 or 40 or 50 years hence when people who are taking these speed-like drugs uh, experience some sort of neurological problem associated with overstimulation of their brains. That may be, you know, we don't know yet because this is like the first generation that's been widely prescribed these drugs. So, Do you remember Vibrin, Dr. Hoffman, caffeine pills? Uh, I never took them. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I drank full test coffee. Uh, I kind of right. missed that era. I think, one time in the dorms, because uh, uh, be Benzedrine was the drug, which ah. was really speed, uh, really a very pure form of speed, which was a drug that sometimes uh, students used to pull an all-nighter. That was thought to be a good yes. idea. We now know that pulling a, an all-nighter is a bad idea because 
you need sleep to consolidate memory. So just because right. you were you were up, you know, stimulated and with your face in a book doesn't mean that you were going to magically imbibe that information at a faster rate. Mm -hmm. But uh, I saw uh, adverse consequences of that. Uh, you know, we would have to talk people down after they were, um, you know, had taken that stuff after their exam. And they just were spouting nonsense for hours on end, um, you know, they thought they were being really profound, but it was an illusion. You know, it gives you huh. sort of a <laughs> mental confidence that's unwarranted, you know. Right, right. Anyway, th but, that's, little... but that's, that's, that's the pure form. I think they've refined it a little better. Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a use case for some of these drugs for some kids. Um, mm -hmm. But it's now normal kids are taking these things. Be they want to have more time to do their exams, so they're, they're actually – shopping a diagnosis of attention deficit disorder and they get more time they get a uh, allowance for more time to do their exams and oh. they get medication i was just i was walking down the street uh and you know so often happens in new york you catch snippets of conversations around people near you and there were some sure. kids behind me you know we were waiting for the light to change and one guy was going yeah you know i tried to you know i've been uh trying to get uh uh you know prescription for some add medication i finally found a doctor who was able to you know who's going to write it for me so I'm, I'm now using the medication and you know for studying you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah I even hear that in adults. I, you know, I need to be more focused on those days is when I'll take my Concerta or yep. whatever it may be, right? Sometimes yeah. I long for, ha I don't have any of these medications at my disposal. And I can't really write prescriptions for psychoactive drugs for myself. But sometimes I kind of wish that, um, you know, I could take one, you know, when I have to clean up my apartment, you know, or like... <sighs> Well, you know what I do, Dr. Hoffman? I'll have a stronger cup of coffee there on Saturday go. morning that to I get can. my Energizer bunny on there so go. I can clean house. That, <laughs> and because I'm caffeine naive and I don't take a lot of caffeine, that could really put me into high gear. But, you know, if I was drinking there a lot of go. coffee all the time, it would be negligible effect. But you're right. True. Yep. True. So let's hear some more questions. Okay. We've got an email from Katie. I'm wondering why I've been constipated the last three weeks. Seems like not much is working. I've always drank lots of water, fiber, lots of vegetables, fruit. Now I'm taking some herbal pills for this with some relief. Yeah. I've never had this problem before. I know disease starts in the colon. I'm in my late 60s and in good health, not on any meds. Any recommendations? Yeah, I, I start to worry when people become dependent on these herbal medications. I think herbal medications. Which is uh, oftentimes yeah. Senna. Senna, yeah. Oftentimes you're taking Senna, which is a laxative. Yeah. It's a stimulant laxative, yeah. Yeah, and so you you actually become dependent on that, and it can actually change the appearance of your intestine. I don't know if it's more than just a staining effect and whether there's adverse health consequences to that. Um, so... Uh, yeah. Once you start down that path, uh, that's not good. And, no. you know, I think there are a variety of reasons for this. Uh, the female anatomy seems to be more predisposed to constipation than men. Uh, there's yeah. actually a laxative shortage in the United States because of some problems with manufacturing certain laxatives. Um, oh, my. Yeah. So... <clears throat> It's a real crisis. <laughs> it's, 
It's, oh my God. Um, <laughs> Quick, stockpile the XLAX. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's like the strategic oil reserve. You know, we need to have like, uh, you know, in case of, oh, in case of uh, war, natural disaster, we've got to have. So I, look, um, it's a big subject. Uh, yes, we can use magnesium citrate, one of my favorite go-tos. Sure. We can use uh, kiwi extract. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that product called that we like? Flowey. Flowey, Flow. P-H-L-O-E from New Zealand, but mm-hmm. there are also uh, kiwi powders that are helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that for some types of constipation, it's really a motility problem. And yeah. some constipation is so bad that the future, I think, holds the promise that we'll be able to develop pacemakers for the intestine, like we have pacemakers for the heart, Uh, implantable devices that will stimulate the intestine. But for some reason, the intestine is a more complex organ than the heart. You know, the heart, we can pace with pacemakers. Mm -hmm. We've been able to do that for, I don't know, decades. But we so far haven't developed the ideal intestinal pacemaker. But that, you know, it's on the drawing boards. It's going to happen. Uh, So there's there's hope for people who don't. And let's... Why did you speak to the problem of uh, is fiber always helpful for constipation? No, you know, some people are having heroic amounts of fiber, yeah. but then, you know, it's not helping. They're drinking water, etc. But then they take a prebiotic in a, or a probiotic and voila, uh, yeah. problem result. It could be that the microbiota needs a bit yes. of a lift yeah. in that regard. Yeah. But there's other things. Katie, there are certain foods. Maybe you've started eating raw nuts, and then you started to get constipated. Or, or, raw or nuts. dairy. Dairy can be very or constipating dairy. for some people. Yeah, or mean, even wheat can be constipating. constipating. Even wheat can be. Right. Right. The acronym BRAT, for example, mm-hmm. stands for bananas, white rice, applesauce, black tea, dry toast, but also raw nuts because they naturally contain trypsin mm-hmm. inhibitors. Dark chocolate can be constipating. Chamomile. Be constipating. Chamomile can yeah. be constipating. You know, some people love chamomile. Chamomile can be constipating. Yeah. Yes, because it's a muscle relaxant. Yeah. And it's relaxing the muscles responsible for peristalsis mm-hmm. in the GI tract. Mm-hmm. And so people will get constipated drinking chamomile tea. Make mm-hmm. sure you're not having that, Katie. There are prescription medications that, um, you know, are, are powerful and promote bowel movements. Uh, I would use them with discretion, but the suggestion is that if you can't handle your constipation in a normal fashion, um, get an evaluation by a gastroenterologist. And they're actually yes. uh, what are called motility clinics. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I believe uh, that one of the motility clinics is at um, Mount Sinai Hospital here in New York. But uh, they're probably regionally, there are places now that specialize in problems of motility. And it's, by the way, it's going to get even worse because these weight loss drugs like uh, Ozempic, Wigovi, Rebelsis, <laughs> and Munjaro, yeah. um, not only do they reduce cravings in the brain for food, but they slow GI motility. And when you slow yeah. GI motility, you feel, you feel full longer. Mm-hmm. And, but the, 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 the Side effect is constipation and sometimes uh, leading to obstruction. Frightening. Yeah. So that's going to become a more pervasive problem because yeah. they can cause what's called gastroparesis. Gastro means stomach. Paresis is from the word paralysis. So it's like stomach paralysis. Mm. And when your stomach is paralyzed, you don't want to eat. Okay, great. You lose weight. But what's going to happen to your quality of your elimination? Problem. True. Yeah. 
and obstruction is a medical emergency. Wow. Okay. Life-threatening sometimes revolves, uh, you know, uh, dead intestine that has to be removed. You know, you have Mm -hmm. to get a colectomy to remove the uh, ischemic tissue. Uh, It can be catastrophic. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for your question, Katie. So, I think that uh, is all the time that we have allotted to today's Intelligent Medicine. Uh, If we have a couple of questions in our uh, email box, we can address them next week. And just a reminder, questions at drhoffman.net is the place to go. Uh, I want to remind folks about our uh, PFAS campaign uh, because uh, PFAS, uh, harmful forever chemicals, uh, they're a group of 12,000 chemicals don't easily break down. They've been, they're ubiquitous, contaminating air, yeah. water, soil, and food. And we urgently need to create a ground school of grassroots support for a ban on PFAS chemicals. So California's already banned uh, AstroTurf, which is a source of PFAS. And uh, many states are taking action. Europe is way ahead of the curve, but uh, the EPA and Congress are dragging their heels. So join me in filling out the forms at banpfas.org to send messages to Congress, the EPA, and the FDA urging them to protect the public and ban these harmful chemicals for good. Yes. Worthy cause. Thanks for listening. And to remind everyone, yep. the uh, questions at drhoffman.net. Questions at drhoffman.net. We certainly appreciate them. Okay. And uh, just a reminder that uh, you can find lots of resources at drhoffman.com because you can follow our podcast. Presumably you're already doing so if you're listening to this. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to our Intelligent Medicine newsletter. It's a free source of uh, hopefully useful information. We put a lot of time and effort into it and its original content. drhoffman.com for all things Intelligent Medicine. Thank you, Layla, for joining us. And until next Thanks, week. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. Take care. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app, and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything Intelligent Medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward 
to being a collaborator in your healthcare.